Hey guys, you are now listening to Greg Talks. I uh, hope you guys are having a good afternoon. Uh, I'm recording this at like 1.30 p.m., so it's afternoon for me, but I hope you guys are having a good afternoon. So uh, let me stop BSing around and uh, talk about E3. So this E3, uh, if you can see the the way I titled it, I said small yet big enough to matter. And the reason I said that is because, um, well, as you guys know, Sony was not there at E3 this year. And because of that, it had E3 just wasn't all that big. But, you know, of course, you still had companies like my, companies like Nintendo, Microsoft, um, Devolver Digital, and so on and so forth, though, that came and brought their A-game to... Uh, you know, to showcase uh, their heat, you know, and they, they did bring the heat. So, you know, Microsoft, I'll tell you my thoughts on, on Microsoft, God, man, on Microsoft, Nintendo, and um, the other shows, if I can remember them. Um, so my feelings on Microsoft was it was just a bit too bloated. What I mean by that is, yeah, they had the heavy hitters, though, um, but you know, the big reason why that kind of blew up was because they had Keanu Reeves in it, if we're being honest. And the DBZ game, which was yet again another Dragon Ball, excuse me, guys, another Dragon Ball game. And I don't know, I'm just not, I, I think it's just too much information, though. You know, I'm like a really simple guy. I just want like a few titles that I can like say like, oh, I saw gameplay, I saw a cutscene, and I'm I'm good. But it seems like they're really prioritizing like celebrities and all these big AAA titles to get you to just play games. And it's like a issue that you know not just plagues Microsoft, but it also kind of affects companies like EA. Which oh boy, I'm gonna like talk about my problem like with EA in a second though. But um, companies like Sony and other studios where like and it's just too much information just like boil it down to like the bare essentials i don't need so many titles to get me hyped up to play your guys's games um but yeah like i said I, I'm, I'm excited for cyberpunk 2077 and i'm also looking forward to shoot what's the other game called uh yeah dragon ball z kakarot so you know, I'm not going to be buying those games anytime soon because I don't have money like that. But when I do get them, I probably will enjoy them. Uh, yeah. But moving on to Square Enix, the other show that I care about. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is looking hype as crap. You know, there's so many things there, though, that I'm looking forward to playing, though. And I already said, like, I'm, I am pre-ordering that, um... I'm not going to do it right now, but when I go to my new school in the fall, um, I will be having that pre-ordered. I'm getting the deluxe edition, and I'm playing that as soon as it comes out because that's how excited I am for that game. Um, like I said, uh, I'm right now I'm playing through the original Final Fantasy game through my uh, computer on PC. I just bought it off of Steam. It's the remastered edition, of course, because why would I play the old version? Um so I'm playing that right now, uh, just so I can get a hold on like the game mechanics of what made the original good. So that way, when I go into the the remake, uh, I kind of know what to expect. You know, I'm already like 
spoiled with the story, um, unfortunately. So I already know that, you know, certain characters die and stuff. But, you know, I'm still going to play the game and I'm still going to enjoy it. Um, other than that, Square Enix talked about the Avengers product. And I don't really care about the Avengers product because there's not really much there. I mean, they didn't show any gameplay. It's just like a lot of cutscenes, And they're using the Avengers that, you know, we've journeyed with through in the films and they just seem very disconnected. I feel because the reason I say it is because they're rehashing a storyline that they basically did in Avengers civil war where, you know, um, people are complaining about superheroes because they're damaging the city and stuff. And it's kind of like that whole plot line. And then, you know, Tony and cap, they're going to start arguing about, you know, what is for the greater good, like are should superheroes be allowed to do whatever they want or, you know, should they abide by the government? Uh, so it, I don't know. It just, I don't really, I'm not interested in playing it though. Like I'm not interested in the story. And like I said, they showed no gameplay. So I have really no reason to actually be down for the, uh, the game in general like i said final fantasy 7 remake is pretty much the only game i'm looking forward to and uh uh they they also they're putting out the final fantasy 8 remaster of the original final fantasy 8 so i'm probably gonna play that once i beat 7 on my computer so look at that i also might be streaming you know if i can figure out how to freaking stream on youtube final fantasy 7 and maybe final fantasy 8 when i get around to it so just be on the lookout for that uh, anyway, moving on to uh, Devolver Digital. Um, now, Devolver Digital, that was like my favorite conference this year, though. Like, I was entertained. It was like only 21 minutes, but like, it was so entertaining, and it was funny. Like, that's the only show that I actually can say I did not skip around during the, during the stream. Uh, so, they have... Basically, they're putting out pretty much all... Um, indie games so the first one is like fall fall guys ultimate knockout um which is like a very colorful kind of um if you ever played mario party it kind of reminds me of that just like an open world mini game kind of thing so i'm definitely i was very interested in that uh then they also have like this thing called devolver digital bootleg on steam i think it's free Uh, And when you download it, you get to play like these kind of cheap, not really cheap, but they're essentially full made knockoff versions of indie games that they've recently released and some they've released in the past. So uh, I'm looking forward to playing that. And then they also have this game called Carry On, which looks so good. It's like a freaking massacre game where you're this like red alien and you basically just go around the game eating people and well, surviving and eating people. Uh and uh, what I found really cool is that they're actually, like, they made a whole, like, arcade system called Enter the Gungeon House of the Gun Dead, where it's essentially like a shooter arcade game, and you can actually buy the, uh, I forgot what you call them, though, but you can buy, like, the uh, the arcade stand and put it in your house, and you can play the game, though. I think that's really cool, though, because what kind of game company is actually making arcade stands anymore? I mean the arcades themselves are kind of like 
pretty far and few between. I mean, you got like Zap Zone and Chuck E. Cheese's, but those are the only like super popular ones that I know. But I think it's really cool that Devolver Digital actually made an arcade stand game for arcades. Uh, then they have this game called The Messenger, which is a platforming indie game. And then My Friend Pedro, which I am going to buy actually in a minute because that game looks super good. It's like you're this gunman, though, and you get to do like parkour and there's like these slow, slow motion scenes where you're hopping around on a train and you have to do different combos in order to like kill the guys on the train while you're moving throughout. Uh, I just think that's really cool, though, because you could, if you get like really talented at the game, not talented, but good at the game, you can do like so many different cool things with the ac- acrobatics with the characters. Um, but like I said, everything that Devolver Digital had to offer, it was short, but it was entertaining, though, and that's what I think other like Microsoft, Square, Sony, and Nintendo need to take from minimize the amount. But still make it entertaining to where like I act to where like I'm gonna like stay watching. Okay, and now uh, getting on to Nintendo. So I'm actually a Nintendo fanboy, so I'm, I'm not gonna like talk bad on Nintendo because I grew up with the Nintendo GameCube and the N64 and the Nintendo DS, 3DS, DSi, and a little and kind of the Game Boy Advance uh, to a smaller smaller degree. So, uh, they're coming out, um, they actually added Dragon Quest to Smash Bros, which I think is really cool. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out, I'm probably not gonna play that one, because I've never been a Luigi's Mansion fan. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, uh, definitely will be playing that, because I'm a big Zelda fan. And it's essentially like a top-down kind of thing, though, where... It's like a top-down, old-school Zelda game, but with, like, updated graphics and stuff, so it looks really good. Fire Emblem Three Houses, not that interested in it. Um, Resident Evil 0, 5, and 6 are coming to the Switch. I know that rhymed, and I know I have bars, but I am not a Resident Evil fan, so you can go over there with that, you evil fans. I'm just not into that. No More Heroes 3. Never really heard of the game, though, but... Uh, I might check it out. Um, let's see. Well, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Not a big Pokemon fan. And honestly, I don't even know why they're still making Pokemon games. Nowadays. I, I know why they're making it. Because they there's, you know, cha-ching, cha-ching behind it. But I uh, probably am not going to play it, though. Astral Chain looks interesting. Not pro- I'm not that interested in it, though. Um Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play that either. Mario and Sonic of the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games. I might buy that one. Like I said, guys, I don't have a Switch, though, but like when I get a Switch, like all the games I'm saying I'm not going to buy, I'm probably not going to buy. And the ones that I am, um, it's probably very few. Like I have to be really into the games for me to want to buy it, though. Uh, so like I said, the, the Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, um, maybe, um, maybe. Animal Crossing New Horizons looks interesting. I don't think I'm going to buy it, though. Banjo and Kazooie are coming to Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, 
not that excited. I'm not a big Banjo and Kazooie fan, but I know that they had like old games in the past and you know, they were like a platforming game. And there's that. And the one game I'm most excited for that Nintendo is creating, or actually it's in development, um, is the sequel to Zelda's Breath of the Wild. And that's coming to the Switch, and they said it's currently under development. But what I saw from the trailer, it looks really good. Um, so hopefully they don't make it like... I want it, I want it to be open world, but that's not too much. Because I've realized after playing open world games that... I don't really like open world games because there's honestly like too much to do. If there's a, well, I backtrack. If there's a lot of dead space in between your destinations, then I don't want to play an open world game because if there's not things to do in every at in every part of the game, then it's gonna get kind of boring. So now we got Ubisoft. Ubisoft had Watch Dogs Legion. Not playing it. Because I was not really a big fan. Like, I was a fan of Watch Dogs 1, though. But um, Watch Dogs 2, I didn't really check it out. And then this one, not that interested in. It seems like this is going down a similar path that Assassin's Creed is going down. Where, like, it had potential in the beginning. But now it's just getting slowly and slowly more. It's losing that spark that it had. Um, Adventure Time comes to Brawlhalla. I don't know what that is. So I'm probably not going to check that out. Tom Clancy's. Ghost Recon, Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, let me see, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, and, man, so many Tom Clancy games, though, I guess people really do like Tom Clancy games, I guess I'm not an FPS guy, though, so I don't see the appeal, but um, I understand like why shooting games are good, I'm just not into shooting games, uh, Just Dance 2020, no, um, and then they put out this thing called Uplay, where you can get access to 100 PC games for like $15 a month. Uh, I'm not going to use it, though, but you know, if you guys have the money, uh, you might take some interest in that. Um, and the, other, the one game I think that I might get from them is called Roller Champions, and only because it looks really sick, and it's kind of like um, a skating kind of sports kind of game. Futuristic, though, where you get to do all types of acrobatics and like you know kind of like a skating ring so that looks kind of cool um then we get down to my least favorite shows within e3 this year and that is bethesda like i said they i don't know there's not much here like i said there was a lot of updates to skyrim slash elder scrolls and i didn't even really play skyrim that much so i'm not that invested in the elder scrolls fallout 76 I literally wrote, I don't want to talk about this game because it's such a disappointment, though, because I, w- I was, when they first announced that game, like, it, it looked really good to me, though, but then after I saw, like, the glitches and the lack of NPCs and the fact that the game was broken in some aspects, I really was not a big fan of the game anymore. And I'm not even a Fallout fan, but I can honestly say that this is probably the worst Fallout game that's come out in the last few years. Um, an interesting one that Bethesda actually is making is a game called Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm a big fan of Tokyo. I want to go there one day in real life. So any game taking place in Tokyo, I'm automatically a fan of. And it's um, it looks like the story of the game has like people that just vanish out of nowhere. 
So that seems kind of interesting, though. And then you're fighting these in these monsters or something. I don't really know much about the game, but what I saw from the trailer, and it just looked really interesting. Um, then they talked about Elder Scrolls Online. It's more Elder Scrolls stuff that I don't care about. Commander Keen is like a mobile game, but I'm not playing that because it's on the final play phone games. Rage 2 Insanity Rules. I have not played Rage 1, but Rage 2 looks pretty cool. Wolfenstein, Cyberpilot, and Youngblood look really cool. Um, basically, I think you're playing as a Nazi tank, and then you're basically killing Nazis. So, sounds fun if you're into that. I don't know. I'm not really the biggest. Like I said, it's like kind of another shooter kind of game, though. Not really into those. But if you are, you probably will like um, those games. Deathloop looks very interesting because it's from the people that made Dishonored, and I really like Dishonored, so I'm probably I probably will play Deathloop. Um, and then they put out uh, this thing called Doom Eternal. I'm not a Doom fan, but it looks cool. But I'm not a Doom fan, so I didn't really care about that. Um, like I said, Bethesda they had some things, but a lot of stuff was very much tied to the Elder Scrolls, and that was kind of what they were banking on. And then we get down to EA, and the only thing EA that is worth talking about is Jedi the Fallen Order, which actually looks like a good Star Wars game. And based on what I saw from the trailer, it was like, um, it had this guy, um, this protagonist, um, who's basically a Jedi in training, and he's working with, uh, shoot, I forgot the guy's name, but he was one of the characters in shoot was it episode yeah it was episode seven i'm pretty sure chichepediah stain yeah that, that's what his name was and uh you're teaming up with him and then you're fighting soldiers and stuff though and i like what they were doing with with the force I like you can like stop beams in midair um you can like you know use the force in a lot of different aspects though and it looks just really cool a really cool star wars game it, it feels star wars more importantly and that is what matters. Other than that, I think they're putting on a new FIFA game. I don't care. A new Madden game. Once again, I don't care. And a probably a 2K20 game that's coming out. But like I said, I don't care. And like I said, I told you guys I was going to talk about EA. And one of my issues is really just the sports games. Um, I don't really know what they can do in terms of increasing the likability of sports games. Because, like... All I get from sports games every time I play them, they just remind me that I should be playing sports games in real life. And I don't, I know the appeal, but it's like, what more can you do to make the game of soccer on a console better? Like, can you answer me that question though? Like, how are you going to make hockey or football better on a console? Because to me, it takes away the excitement though. Like the more exciting the game, like playing it, it just makes me feel like, you know, playing it in real life would be a better option. Because, like I said, the best 2K game, the, the one that I remember fondly, it was 2K12. I actually played that game, and that was a great basketball game. But ever since that year, I mean, there's been a few good ones. Like, I mean, I think 2K14 was pretty decent, and 16 was pretty good. But as far as like most of them go, I mean, they haven't really improved that much except for the graphical side of things. 
And I don't really know where they can go with, like, sports games from here, though, because they're just, like, remaking the same game with just a graphical update. So, I don't know. You guys maybe can um, give me an explanation on, like, what, what you find appealing from sports games because I don't find them appealing whatsoever because I think they're just the same thing redone with an update for a cash grab, honestly. Yep. And, uh... That's all I really had to say, though. Like I said, I just was going straight into this talking about things that I liked and things that I didn't like. Um, if I said a game that um, you liked that I didn't like personally, I would love to hear your feedback on why you think I should check it out. But as far as the games I'm most excited for, literally Outer Worlds, Star Wars, Jedi... Um, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. I know I didn't talk about that one, but I don't think that one needed an explanation. Um, let's see, what was the, some of the other ones? Oh yeah, F Final Fantasy VII Remake, Life is Strange 2, which is already out. I just haven't got it yet. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven, which is also already out. Uh, Square Enix Music, which is not a game, but I'm gonna, it's like a streaming thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, I still don't have Kingdom Hearts 3, though, but I don't know. I'll probably watch it online because Kingdom Hearts 3 wasn't that good of a game. Um, Oni Naki, I know I didn't talk about that one, but that's also a very interesting one that Square Enix is producing. Uh, let's see, a lot of Switch stuff. I don't have a Switch, but when I do, I'll get them. Um, all the Devolver Digital stuff I'm interested in getting. Um, Ubisoft... Um, really just roller champions. And as far as Bethesda goes, did as far as Bethesda goes, Deathloop and Rage 2 and Ghostwire Tokyo. And for EA play, uh, just really Jedi the Fallen Order. Uh, and that's all I have. Like I said, I'd like to hear your feedback on what games you personally are lo looking forward to that were announced at this E3's uh, showcase. So we can have more discussion about it, though. And, you know, when the games come out, uh, like, I will be playing some of them, and then we could talk more about it then. But uh, that's all I got. I will see you guys next week with uh, another topic at another time. And uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. See ya. If you are wondering where you can find this podcast, I post new episodes every Thursday on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast. And I always post the episodes on Saturday to YouTube, full length, thumbnail, and everything. Uh, just look up Greg Talks on YouTube and you'll find it there on Saturday. And there's probably going to be like four videos that are uploaded this week because I haven't had a chance to upload to YouTube in a minute. So, yep. And also, I did recently create a Patreon not too long ago. So if you guys want to just hop over there, I usually post like exclusive content and things that you wouldn't get from the podcast on there, like art, some exclusive discussions, and some reactions. So... If you guys are wondering or if you want to actually see what I look like, I suggest you go to my Patreon 
And the link to that is patreon.com slash gregtalks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash G-R-E-G-T-A-L-K-Z. Thanks.